0: Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Great. Today's title for uh, today's topic is going to be precepts guard your perception. Precepts guard your perception. We touched on it a little bit yesterday And I wanted to go a little bit deeper because it was near the end of the call and we kind of had to run through it. So I took some time um, yesterday and went over into a deeper thought to give us a better understanding about precepts because precepts are very important to us um, combating this double-mindedness, right? So we looked at the definition of perception, and it means the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. Please take that important. It's through the senses, and that's very specific because for those of us that are believers and we are Christ-led, we are taught to live by the spirit, not by our senses, and it is important that we understand that, and I always tell people words are so powerful and they carry so much direction for your life that if we really just took the time necessary to define certain words, we would see a lot of the stresses and agony that we bring in our lives kind of disappear, right? Not saying that we won't have struggles because we live in a fallen world, but there are some things that simply come to us because of understanding, right? And maybe too much understanding or a lack thereof. There's a Latin word for perception that is persepere, and it means to seize understand. Seeds, I thought, was very key because the scripture that we're going to be coming from to support today's topic is in Genesis chapter 2. Verse 17 is the main one, but I want to say um, all of chapter 2, specifically when we get to the point where man is put into the Garden of Eden and given a precept of how to tend to that garden. He is the steward of what God has created. And if we look and understand perception that it is an ability to see, hear, and become aware of something through the senses, and what we're told is that in the Garden of Eden there was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That is through the senses, right? That is an understanding that comes by way of what we see, what we hear, what we taste, right? Things that we can absorb, what we touch. And God's intention was never for us to live by perception. Because we clearly know in chapter 2 of Genesis, starting at verse 15, it says, and the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. That was his intention. That's why man was put there, that he was a steward over what God had given him. And it says, and the Lord commanded the man, a command, an ordinance, a precept, we know by definition, precept means before. It also has to take, mean to take before. And it also comes from a Latin word, preceptor, P-R-A-C-I-P-E-R-E. That means to warn or to instruct. So once God had placed man in the garden, given him the title of steward, he then gives him a precept, a warning, an instruction beforehand to take heed. And so he goes on, we know this because he puts him in that garden. We know in the Garden of Eden that he tells him, and the Lord commanded the man, that's in verse 16, saying of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. So he's establishing a perception, a spiritual perception at that point, and he's laying the groundwork for abundance. He's telling you as my steward, you have inherited this abundance. Thou mayest eat freely, of every tree. the I see those words, every. He says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which I believe represents human understanding or human perception, he says, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So the word shell is very important. If those that are lawyers and legal wizards on this call, you know shell, which is a poor version, and shell is the singular third-term version of it as I was looking it up. And so we know that that usually implies a duty, right, a duty of something you have a duty to do or not to do, right? And so we understand that because He says thou shalt, because he doesn't tell him not to, he that he says thou shalt. And that implies that free will exists because it is a choice that's gonna have to be made by Adam. It's not an order not to do it. It was simply a command, an ordinance in local jurisdiction, because I thought that was important too. When you look up ordinance, ordinances are issued, they're laws, but they're issued more on a local jurisdiction. So this was something, this was a precept to this particular locality only. This was not talking about long term. It wasn't a law of overall behavior, but it was a specific jurisdiction ordinance that was in place, to precept to help the steward in his stewardship. So shelter implies the duty of, to duty not to. And he's giving you free will because, again, God did not create robots. But in that moment, when he says, thou shalt not eat of, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Again, Adam had not eaten of the tree of knowledge, so the idea of death was not really clear as to what he meant by death, right? It would not be a full interpretation. So what we understand is that if a precept is a guiding principle or a rule that is used to control influence, or regulate our conduct, in that moment, the regulating of his conduct was to instruct him, focus on all of the abundance of every other tree that you have free will to eat of. But thou shalt not eat of this tree. Thou shalt not decide to eat of this tree. I took from that, it says everything that you can do, maybe you should not do. And that is important for us to look at in our own lives. We have free will, but our free will needs guidance in order for us to see the success that we desire. Because free will that is left unchecked, free will that has no guidance, free will that has no order of operating leads to destruction, period. No other option because there's nothing to guard it. There's nothing to guide what you're taking in. And your free will is impacted by your perception. I believe that's why it was important for God in the beginning, before he told him not to eat of the tree, that he shouldn't eat of it, he laid out to him and set in place the perception that he needed to focus on, that he had free opportunity to access every other tree in the garden except one. So imagine if there was an infinite number of trees in that garden. Except one. Why do you think that in that moment, as we move over into Chapter 3, the temptation comes to readjust his perception on the one that he didn't have? Right? And some people interpret that and say, well, he went to the woman because she was the weaker less the weaker vessel. And I don't believe that to be true. I believe it is because of that at the time in Chapter 2, man and woman was one. They were complete. And so then when he took out of man's rib, they the the separate mind, right, that makes the one whole was now one by itself because there's a strength that a man brings and that a woman brings. So it wasn't that she was the weaker part. It was just they weren't a whole. They weren't together yet, right? They were now individuals. And so she had to go back to man, right? because in order for it to matter, in order for it to truly cause the spiritual death, they both had to partake of it because they were one whole when the instruction was given. Okay, so when we look at that and understand that free will is in existence, And that free will needs guidance. Our perceptions need to be guided. So God gave us in advance the perception that we as believers should have, and that is a spiritual perception. Each and everything in our lives should be governed and guided by that perception only. And our ordinances or the precepts that God gives us are given beforehand to help influence and control and regulate our conduct, our decisions, our actions, When you understand that you are a uh, a steward and you have a duty, that God is not just telling you this because he wants to be mean or he's doing it because, well, why did you create the tree in the first place where you're not the creator? You don't know what its importance was to his creation, so that's not even a thing to question. The point of the matter is that he gave out a precept beforehand because he knew temptation would arise. He understands because God knows what he created. He knew what was in existence. He knew what spirit had already fallen, and he knew the spirit would exist, right? And so he understood that beforehand, before I leave you to guard out of this, I'm giving you a precept. And the purpose right now today is for us to understand that we need precepts in our own lives, that our precepts have to be governed, and they should come from the one that is guiding us. And if we are believers and God is the one guiding us, he's given us clear precepts that are very practical to today's living, to our business, to everything that we do. We have to make a decision to adopt those precepts into our lives. And see, the moment that Adam consumed of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is the perception based on senses, he became dead to the spiritual perception. He could no longer see the abundance that was laid out in front of him. Right In that moment, everything that was already in place, the state of being naked, which was already one, became clearer, and he had a conscience that this was not good. He wasn't told that. He wasn't given that instruction beforehand. This is what was introduced to him by this new perception that had entered his being. See, everything that Adam needed was already breathing him with the light, the spirit that God breathed into him. But the moment that he consumed the tree, a tree that is created by God, therefore a foreign substance, because it was not already born into him, and it was a foreign substance that he was warned not to consume. That is what brought about what I believe the the, the danger, right, the death. It's because I'm warning you ahead of time, and you make a conscious choice using your free will to consume something that is outside of you, something that I didn't give you as a steward, something that I did not give you charge over, right? So that's sort of like if you're working at a bank and you go and take people money out there, kind. Just because you work in a bank does not give you the right to take that money, right? Right. Like I just kind of bring it back home so you all can see a little bit why, uh, you know, a little more practical way of how that happens, Right. So the death was not a physical death, but it was a spiritual death. The moment that that entered is because you no longer are connected. Because we go back to the Latin definition of uh, perception, we see the word seized, right? So a seizure had taken place over the spiritual perception that was in place. His mind had become seized by this understanding only, so it was the thing that he relied on the most. And we can clearly see from this scripture, that if we rely on the steps of single-mindedness to unfold that we shared on yesterday, number one, God established the precept beforehand. He gave a clear warning, instructing Adam of his duty as a steward of what God had given him. We need to understand that God's precepts are the marching orders for all of God's stewards. Number two, we see that as a steward, we have a duty to be diligent in taking action that aligns with God's precepts. Had Adam taken a moment to stop and realign himself with God's precepts, when the woman brought to him that fruit, we may not have had to bear that situation, right? See, God had already given him the precepts, and the steward was responsible for the execution, and he had free will of choice. And when the steward is not sure, simply go back to the precepts. Go back to what you were told word for word. He has to, number three, slow down his mind enough to reflect on the precepts and do not consume what what you have already been warned against. This applies, all of this applies to us. Hopefully you guys can see this in your own life. Don't consume things that you've already been warned about. Don't think that you can take it and it's going to work out for you. Right? I tell people, or I, I shouldn't say tell people, but I specifically use it a lot with my son because he's a teenager, and I say, son, there's certain things that you don't even have to worry about fighting off later on in life if you never introduce it to yourself, right? The fourth thing is that had he slowed down long enough, he would have been able to examine the thought because, again, the serpent was a thought. It was a thought that was being entered into that mind, right? So, When we examine these thoughts and bring them under the scope of the precepts, the simple question is, does it line up with what we've already been told? And fifth thing is to keep our focus on the truth. Had Adam kept his focus on the spiritual perception of abundance that had been laid out for him beforehand, he would have known in that moment at that free will decision, that road, that fork in the road that we all have at different stages in life, Do I choose the one thing that seems to be tempting to me, or do I see all of the blessings and the abundance that I still have and I want to stay or screw it over? Is it worth me losing all of this just to have that one thing? That is where we keep our focus on the spiritual perception laid forward for us. So I know I said a lot, and I was trying to get us to get a better understanding of precepts and how they guard our perceptions. And I really do hope that you've gotten some great takeaways from this today, and we'd love to hear it from you. So simply email us at hello at AACCoworking.com or go to Facebook, hashtag Wisdom Inspired, a Wisdom Inspired Podcast, and share with us your takeaways. And we really do appreciate you for taking the time to share with us this morning. Each and every one of you go and be great, be intentional and authentic with your leadership, and we'll meet you back on the line tomorrow morning. Have a great and wonderful day.